Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. This is episode 148. It's a very special episode. Our dear co-host Catalina is back from an extended absence due to her nuptials Mm, mm -hmm. and i think everyone's waiting to hear from you how is your wedding how did everything go how does it feel to be a married woman you know it was great everything was i mean i guess you've already updated our loyal followers on your perspective of events um but i had a lovely time until even during the hurricane, I had a lovely time. Yeah, the hurricane um, part was fun. We have some good picks from that aspect yeah. of the night. So that was, like, not great, but not terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. natural disasters are always not It's a good story. Excellent, yeah. But it's like, oh, we, but then it started feeling like there was just, like, the seven plagues of Egypt or whatever were falling upon us. <laughs> because then Passover. we all got COVID. But, by the way, though, not me or Ben. Well, that's probably because you already had it. I actually... So did you. No, but I mean, like, maybe recently you had it and you were asymptomatic. No, I didn't. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense who got it, who didn't. There was one... When we were in the hotel the day after, we were, like, in a jacuzzi with five people and two of us got it and three didn't. You know? So, like... Yeah, it makes no sense. Who knows? Who knows? But that was an unfortunate cherry on top of the event and influenced my experience on the honeymoon which we were recovering still physically mentally and emotionally (laughs) emotionally yeah um from that but yeah and then I mean I guess it was it was nice I mean it was obviously not nice to have COVID because that was dramatic but it was nice that we didn't leave Argentina right away so that we didn't miss our entire experience because we had to be quarantining you know so right so you got a little bit of the honeymoon yeah which is great we were able to still do our honeymoon we basically just like lost the week after our wedding right okay which you know to be fair you probably needed a week to recover from the one day event because it was quite a marathon yeah 18 hours you said yeah it was it was a long day and i was and it was not just that day because it was also the days before and the days prior to that i did end up we ended up with like 80 sparklers that we didn't know what to do with because (laughs) there were just some aspects of the wedding planning a wedding is so funny because like there's things that you think are just intuitive that don't end up happening especially if you're like trying to do things that are common in the united states that aren't common there so I'd say mm-hmm. our biggest fail from a wedding planning perspective mm-hmm. was the his and hers cocktails. And the sparklers. And the, were, yes. the sparklers, I refused to take responsibility for that. That okay, was the wind. But also it wasn't no, 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 my idea. It wasn't idea. the wind. No, 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 Catalina, your wedding planner brought one lighter. <laughs> okay. And also for eight, and, a 90 people to and, light sparklers. And also just because I think her idea was that like someone was going to light a sparkler and then light the next one, the next one, the next one. It didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't a part of that thought process. I also never was like, it'd be a great idea to light sparklers at 6 p.m. when the sun's <laughs> still up. But at that point, I was just like, it's out of my hands. There's it's certain fine. battles that you're going to fight and the sparklers was not a battle that I wanted to fight. Yes. But... The his and her cocktails genuinely upset me. The his and her cocktails made me laugh in retrospect so hard because I just like walked out from 
taking photos and see people just wandering around with like a plastic shrimp on a wine glass and I was like (laughs) what happened here because for the listeners to know we had this whole joke that it was going to be Kata's shrimp cocktail because I'm known for my love of shrimp everyone Um, knows yes and so obviously it wasn't going to be like a real shrimp cocktail it was going to be a cocktail with a plastic shrimp but the gauchos did not really understand that. It wasn't explained clearly. They, I guess, stained the menu and threw it away. And so they just put a basket out of plastic shrimp that people had no idea why it was plastic there. Shrimp and on dinosaurs. The bar. A bowl of dinosaurs and a bowl of plastic shrimp just on the bar. And no one knew. They why. just thought they were just finding it. But this is hilarious because one thing you were freaking out about before the wedding that you were like, texting me nonstop was if you had enough plastic shrimps. I know. (laughs) And you did. We bought 75. And I said that was enough, and I was right. I know. It was also probably the most expensive, like, stupid thing that we spent money on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the tchotchke budget for your wedding was a big line item. Yeah, I would say, (laughs) and of the tchotchke budget... The amount that we invested in the shrimp cocktail joke was, <laughs> was like 90% mm, of it. No, it was not. But it was more than I would like to admit. And yeah. which is probably like, it should have been like 50 cents, right? But no, no, no. Right. No, no, no. So it was a high ticket item that did not end up being executed very well. But you know what? That's fine. It was not super big. And then there were other things that were just like, wow, how, how do you mess such a small thing up but next wedding I'll know I'll do better <laughs> at Great. that but yeah that was that was fun well, I enjoyed congratulations Thank yes you. I enjoyed too it was a wonderful day and we have a lot of TikTok to go over you've been gone for a month and you've been sending me TikToks nonstop. So you're really with your job. You're mm. I feel like it's reinvigorated you. Well, I didn't watch TikTok, I would say, for the first maybe for most of the time that I was in Argentina, I wasn't watching right. TikTok. But when you came back. When I came back, I just I hit the ground. I mean, I did get a little bit on the algorithms in Argentina that I've been trying to stay on. It's hard. It's hard to stay it's on hard, the yeah. algorithm of the location that you that you traveled to. So I was trying to like a lot of those videos and follow people so they'll show up on my page now. But now I'm firmly back in whatever they have me situated in when I am here in Ohio. Yeah, when I was in Scotland, I did not get onto Scottish TikTok, even Mm. though I wanted to, and I tried to. Really? See, that's surprising to me because I feel like it happens very quickly for me. No, I don't know. I wonder if you have your location settings turned off. Like, maybe TikTok I, doesn't know oh. where you're located. Ooh, maybe. And so it's, it's such a private individual. Right. So since you're so private, you won't tell them where you're located. It won't push mm. you things from your location. Okay. Well, I'll have to check on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Should we get into TikTok? Yeah. Let's dive in. Also, update. You owe me a shrimp cocktail. But. Oh, I do. But. I owe you, like, my life. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should call it even. We could call it even, but also you're going to take me to Cedar Point, so... That's true. You take me to Cedar Point, and at Cedar Point, I'll buy you a shrimp cocktail. Mm, one. Yummy. <laughs> I don't think they have a Cedar I don't think they have, I don't yeah. they have that. Okay, you live in Ohio. That's and true. And because you live in Ohio, I think I get Ohio content. Ohio is also a joke. Like, like it's a meme. Right. 
Oh, I know because of um, our cancellation, it was reported that one of us was from Ohio, and it's true. <laughs> Not from, sorry, sorry, you live there. So, I received a Ohio State dance video, mm-hmm. and I mean the dance team seems great, but I got, but then I forwarded it to you, and I'm like, haha, I'm getting like Ohio State content, and now I keep getting the same dance over and over. I don't know, have you gotten any of that? I did. I get dance content because my sister's a dancer, and I feel like mm. I engage with trends, like the one trend that was about like my mom wouldn't let me do this hobby. And then right. they were all dancing instead. A lot of a lot of the alternate hobby it was like my mom wouldn't let me do whatever, so she put me in Irish dancing. I kept right. getting a lot of those. I think because I engage with like dance content. Right, right. But Makes sense. <clears throat> I don't normally engage with competitive dance, which is its own genre of dance. I think so too, and neither do I. But because it was Ohio State, I think mm-hmm. I received it. Your school that you are a professor at has a great dance team, and I'll just Mm -hmm. leave it at that. I didn't realize, I sent it to my sister because I was like, she used to teach at a competition school in Minnesota because the other school, or the other team that's going viral is the Minnesota, University of Minnesota one. Oh. And she was like, I was like, this is weird. Like, as someone Mm -hmm. who knows, like, classical ballet and things like that, watching dance team dance is very different. It's much more Mm -hmm. acrobatic. And it's much more about facial expressions. Yes. And that was what was the strangest. I was like, I didn't realize that half of this routine is just like making these facial expressions. Yeah. Right. It's very emotional. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, moving on. Also, I can't escape the nine-month cruise. It's still Mm -hmm. going on. Will be for, I think it's like month two now. But the big updates and drama is at most of the ports, they haven't been able to get to them because of the weather mm-hmm. so it's a lot of upset passengers just not being able to go to the places they were promised i've been following pretty exclusively the guy who got on for 18 days yes he was paid by a brand to get on and he's yes. I, his name is mark he's hilarious yeah he's hilarious mark yes. is great mark is good content he's i think done mm-hmm. now i think it's been 18 days oh well so I don't want to watch it anymore if Mark's not there because he's the only energy that I want out of that cruise. I would agree with that. I mean, I like some of the other girls as well, and I'll keep getting served that. And I'm excited to see where they're going to be able to get to. Have you ever been on a cruise? I had to go on a cruise for a wedding once. Whose wedding? I know. A family friend got married on a cruise. Were there other individuals on that cruise? Yeah, it was, I don't know, the wedding was, let's call it 75 people. I don't know. How many? But the cruise was, you know, thousands. How long was the cruise? It was three days. It left from Florida, went to the Bahamas. And I that made me not a fan of cruises. I mean, I guess three days for an event. I personally wouldn't want to, like, share the boat. I think it'd be super fun to have a wedding on a boat for three days. Uh, maybe not, actually. Now that I say that no. out loud. No. No, no. Um, I have no interest in going on a cruise. I never have, and no. I probably never will. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. The other video of note that crossed my For You page is by user at Christy Fritz. 
and it's a video about going barefoot. We are no longer going to wear shoes even when we're outside. I think there are so many benefits of going barefoot outside and we want to take advantage to each and every one of these. Of course, there's going to be people that think it's kind of crazy and look at us weird, but the benefits are totally worth it. One thing it definitely does is it grounds us. We feel connected to nature. Going barefoot can actually help you gain a greater appreciation for the natural world. And we've definitely noticed that even in the short time we've done it. This year, I really wanted to start getting into yoga, and this is actually a form of foot yoga. So at first, this seems like serious content, but I think they are trolling us. They are trolling because I spent, at first I said, absolutely not. This is horrific. And then horrific. I went to their page and I saw that they have a lot of content like this. It's intentionally provocative. It's intentionally mm. ire-inducing. And I think you and I have had an experience with content that is intentionally <laughs> yes. provoking an angry response. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that did not drive positive traffic to our page, <laughs> but this is a way that users get traffic on their pages, and it's how they get yes. comments and follows. And so something that just fascinates me with all of this is how people just take information at face value so easily. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of this is when she's in Sephora barefoot and a lot of the comments were like, yeah, you needed to be grounded in Sephora while you're purchasing makeup. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. And also they're traipsing through snow barefoot. I sent it to a friend group as well, and they didn't know if it was serious or not. And then people were saying like, oh yeah, like a lot of people believe in grounding mm -hmm. and people do this on vacation. And so it is a serious thing, but this is so stupid and extreme. I wonder, remember those people who got mad at us on Reels for saying that we didn't like when people were barefoot in restaurants? Right. I wonder and how they class. fall in this. Yeah, wonder <laughs> on on this spectrum. The internet's a wild place. Everyone can opine about everything at all times. Our hot take on being barefoot is you just probably shouldn't be in public. The end. I understand the desire to be barefoot, but there's just basic no. safety and sanitation issues that we run into quite frequently. Well said. What's been on your for you page? Um, I have been getting. A lot of Stanley water bottle content. Not Same. too much. It's mostly criticizing the Stanley trend. I think I get a lot of mm -hmm. de-influencing content. Um, people talking critically about trends and about different aesthetics that are um, popular on the platform. And so since more recently, because the Stanley's nothing new, but I guess Target, I think it got a lot of attention because Target came out with a limited edition one. And then people it were fighting over It was a partnership them. with Starbucks, I think, the Target oh, one. Okay. And yes, people were fighting over them. But also, this all... I saw the trend and the uptick in Stanley with the video of the car fire and the Stanley being the only thing that survived the car fire. Right, and we both thought it was the Stanley Cup, like, from You hockey. thought it was the Stanley <laughs> Cup because I was doing a bad job explaining it, but yeah. And I was like, why did she have the Stanley Cup <laughs> in her car? Um, but... This one video that I saw was responding to the Stanley videos and it was saying to use a Bon Maman jam jar as a water bottle. And so smart. I personally would not, yeah. but I liked her reasoning. So this was the user at meredithzo.e who gives 
why we should use these jam jars as a water bottle. Wanna avoid the next trending water bottle cycle altogether? Let me introduce you to this classic for transporting liquids. It even features a lid. It's BPA free in a way that rice is gluten free. It holds 13 ounces, which is enough honestly. Where the Stanley comes in at a heavy 1.4 pounds, the Bon Roman jar only weighs 11.6 ounces. It fits in your cup holder and it fits in your purse. It's free with the purchase of some delicious jam. It's great for water. It's the best container to use on your evening cocktail walk around the neighborhood. If you're lucky enough to get the advent calendar, you can carry around a little purse espresso or a tiny macchiato. The base and the lid are dishwasherable and if you leave it behind somewhere, no big deal. Just eat some toast with jam and you'll naturally procure another drinking vessel. I also would never do this because as you know, I'm a water bottle girly. Like, I love a pull and You should not admit that bottle. in the year of our Lord 2024. <laughs> but, you know, actually, look, I have one on my desk right now. Did you I'm just so see the sorry, recent but... information about the plastic getting into water from plastic bottles? Oh, we're all going to die. And maybe I'll die sooner. But you know what? Okay. I should use a reusable water bottle. The end. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm a Yeti girl at the moment. You are. Um, but You're I so went, behind the times. I don't try to be trendy with my water bottles. <laughs> the thing, my feedback on the Yeti, and this is sort of feeding into why I wouldn't want the Bon Maman jar, is I feel like it leaks, and I don't trust that that jar is not going to leak. I trust that that jar isn't going to leak. I want to try it. I mean, I, I have like a, a lot lid of them. <gasps> Try it. Uh, no. I I like the idea of a takeaway cocktail. And then also, oh, God, I'm going to say something unsustainable again. I would take one if I was going somewhere, and then I would just be able to throw it out <laughs> instead of like a Yeti or a Stanley that I paid for. Again, okay. you are defeating again. the purpose. Dina, you are canceled 1,000 times on. over. Reusable is in. Is in. I know, I know. I need to be Single-use plastic. And in your case, evidently, single-use glass jars. <laughs> okay. Or I won't try it. And this okay. is from the woman who bought 75 shrimp for her wedding and can only locate <laughs> Plastic one. Plastic shrimp. <laughs> okay. Let's, Let's not talk about the it. carbon footprint of having a destination wedding in Argentina. <laughs> true, true. All right. Hot kettle? True. Okay. We have a new section. And I think I'd like to make it official now that you're married to Ivan. Okay. There is Ivan talk. Mm -hmm. This is our section where Ivan is on a completely for you page than any individual completely that different I know. for you page. Yes, a completely different for you page. That's an important word. And it's time to highlight that. Yes. It's time to give him his shine. Give him the attention he deserves for mastering the weird side of I think that there are different types of algorithms you could be on that we are not yes. on for example I was just talking to a colleague of mine who said that she gets a lot of like porn adjacent content oh, because wow. because she does yoga and she was like the porn the yoga to porn pipeline on TikTok oh. is very close it's so interesting because it's like beautiful bodies. I, yes. I sort of can see that yes. now. Okay. And then weren't you saying that when your dad first got on TikTok, it was all like big titty women yes. from Colombia? Yes. Because yes. it's like It's like men. a man and it's like, oh, it's an elder Algorithm. man. We're going to try right. to 
go to his Send like, perverted senses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So all this to say, the energy that Ivan is putting out into the algorithm is just deranged content. Deranged, but also it has nothing to do with titties or No, it's not sexual whatsoever. Porn. Yeah, yeah. you it started is, with that, so no, this is No, I'm just trying yeah. to show how there's parts, like we are on a similar algorithm, you and I, because we are a similar type of person. We're similar identities, similar interests, and therefore we see similar content. We diverge in some places, but we, we coincide in more places than not. Ivan is on an extraterrestrial plane of TikTok. Such a good word to explain it, yes. It is mostly absurd, front-facing content. It's always a single individual. Yes. Frequently, the individual is an elderly man. Yes, but the two examples I have pulled for this week are two, I don't want to say elderly women, but let's say Mm -hmm. they're older women, yeah. They're older women, again, front camera facing, and actually both are sitting in the car. Okay. And both of their makeup is very, uh, how would you, how would you describe their makeup? Extra, Not on let's trend. Say. <laughs> Blue eyeshadow. Yes. Very, very red lips, just mm-hmm. very extra. So the first one is a user at Tatiana the Great, and she's in front of her Kroger in her car. My favorite place, another one, Kroger. Best deal with coconut creamy milk. And I'm making my new non-alcoholic booze. Coconut milk with frozen pineapples and blueberries. And flaxseed brown. Victoria with no sick. This is bare skin. I'm not putting crap on my skin. I'm making my crap on my skin. I have a question about this. How many likes does it have? This video has 16,000 likes. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty so viral So this one. is a popular one, yeah. Okay. How so, much, how but many that's likes? a great question. Yeah. Because the next one is a video by at Nancy Marie Mangano. Mm-hmm. And this one only has 555 likes. Mm. And I'd say most of the Ivan content is probably at this level where it's not viral. Here, let's play the audio of Nancy. Hi, do any of you do some of your best thinking, some of your best dreaming sitting in your car? I'm in my car right now in the El Pollo Loco drive-through line. This is where I do a lot of my best thinking. I think about my next novel, my next screenplay, what I might write, what my characters might be, how to develop it. I love being in my car. I've always loved muscle cars. Oh, always. I drive a Ford Mustang. So beautiful. It's just such a nice car. So when I sit in my car, I do a lot of my dreaming. My best dreaming by driving. Our friend Claudio described her as the aesthetic that he wants. Or what did he say? I don't remember. He said, this is my dream look. Or this something. is my dream look. I think... So one thing I've watched Ivan be on TikTok before, if a video has a lot of likes, oftentimes he won't like it. Like I was watching on his TikTok and I liked something that had like 9 million likes and he was like, I would normally never like that content. And I think that's why he gets, one of the reasons why he gets um, Obscure. obscure. He roots for the underdog and I love that. And he just loves absurd comedy. That is oftentimes, I don't think, posted as comedy. Right. But it's like, in, in, it's the intersection. Of comedy and 
horror. And just, <laughs> no, the absurd. It's just the absurd. The absurd, yeah. It's the uncanny. Okay. He really likes the uncanny. He really likes the absurd. He really likes outrageous, but not outrageous in offensive in an offensive way. It's just outrageous as in like bizarre. He likes things that I are bizarre. I often find when he sends these videos over of the people that they're all very lovable. Yes. Um, he also likes ones that play with different images. So, I, you know, it's really hard to articulate Ivan's algorithm. And I think this is maybe something we'll work on in this segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these two videos were a good start. Good. So let's move on to a very big trend okay. that I actually hadn't seen a lot of because um, I'm not on fashion TikTok mm-hmm. and you are, Catalina. I am. But this is the idea now of the mob wife aesthetic. As someone who frequently gets pushed fashion TikTok videos, which are either criticizing or comparing millennial and Gen Z fashion, or talking about different aesthetics, and oftentimes critiquing these aesthetic trends, I've been seeing videos about this mob wife aesthetic. So the critiques that I've been seeing of just the aesthetics in general is that today, or with platforms like TikTok, more and more the aesthetic is coming bef- the aesthetic is developed prior to the subculture whereas pri- before this it was subcultures had certain types of aesthetics now because of brands and marketing and trends these aesthetics are developed or marketed or po- or become popular go viral without there being an actual like subculture personality behind it so you have all these people walking around doing the clean girl aesthetic. I would argue that they are part of a subculture. It's just mainstream fashion subculture. But the mm-hmm. clean girl aesthetic, which got really popular on TikTok, was criticized for being cultural appropriation of a look that is generally associated with Latina girls, which is like a slicked back ponytail, hoops, red lip, and so forth. That has been kind of the top TikTok aesthetic that's been circulating for months and months now, right? It's like girls, and you'll see if just go out in the wild for five minutes. Girls with a claw clip, middle part, slicked back, hoop earrings, and like dewy, glowy makeup. That's considered the quote-unquote clean girl aesthetic. Now... An aste- a trend that is circulating on the platform is this mob wife aesthetic, which we have um, a video by at Travlov explaining how to dress like a quote unquote mob wife. Today I'm going to show you how to dress like a mob wife. You'll need to start with an outfit that's comprised of entirely black garments. If you can add some leather in there, even better. If you look like you're going to a funeral, you know you're doing it right. Next, you want to dig out your mom's old fur jacket from the 80s. Nothing screams golden era of the mob like a jacket that lived in the golden era of the mob. Next, you need to overly accessorize with gold jewelry. Even better if these gifts were given to you as an anniversary or birthday present. Then you'll need to clip your hair up into this hairstyle in order to adequately show off the jewelry. Bonus points if you're wearing hoops. Then you need to add a pair of sunglasses that look like you've had them since 2003 because you probably have. And you'll need to add a designer bag, preferably an Italian designer. Activate the mob wife energy and you are ready to go for mob wife winter. So people immediately, this is TikTok. People are going to have a take on everything. There's going to be critiques. There's going to be perspectives. So you have the people just going with the trend immediately. 
following the trend, liking the trend, um, which I would say a, another one is at Maley A. Nicole talks about how clean girl aesthetic is out and mob wife is in and gives a tutorial for it. TikTok has spoken the clean girl aesthetic is out and the mob wife aesthetic is in. So let's talk about what that is and what that looks like and how to dress if you want to participate. I tell you, I am so excited. It's time for the fur coats. It's time for the makeup girlies. It's time for series all black leather outfits. This is everything. The clean girl look is so cute. I want dramatic. I want maximalism. So let's talk about how to dress like this and what it means to look like a mob wife. Think big fur coats paired with some knee-high boots, Russian spy meets Fran Fine. Dressed like a mob wife, you want black leather, as much black as you possibly can, makeup, long nails, pointed shoes, sequins on sequins. It's great because these are also coming back in trend. It's fantastic because leopard print is taking the world by storm. It's a huge 2024 fashion trend. Then you have people like at Long Island Libra who are getting mad about this and they're saying like art, they're basically calling it cultural appropriation. They're like, our culture is not your your costume and our culture is not your costume okay let's talk about it clean girl aesthetic is out mob wife era is in do you psyops just refresh your tiktok page and be like all right oh shit guys clean girl aesthetics out time to be a mob wife and you magically all have fur coats appear in your closet the same day and you guys all just like blindly follow whatever trend the internet tells you to and i find it extremely bizarre behavior and strongly urge you to get your own sense of personal style brand aesthetic if you will for months, months, you guys were like slick back bun, gold hoop earrings, lip balm, clean girls. One, that's what Latina girls have been doing for like ever. Secondly, I saw that was like, cool, I'm going to sit this one out because I'm not a clean girl. I'm pretty dirty. I'm the same person that if my winged eyeliner looks really good one day and I know I have somewhere to be the next morning, I'm going to sleep in it and then the next morning touch it up a bit. You clean girls were also the same ones that were above self-tanner for like months. Don't, I don't think I forgot. I saw all of your videos. Throwing myself tanner out and just embracing my natural pale skin. Some people are really mad. Some people are just making funny videos about like, don't call yourself a mob wife until, you know, like someone, the feds come to your house looking for your dad or whatever. But the thing behind all of this that I've been seeing is that this, people are now saying this is just an industry plant. It's a branding plant because we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. That is what is most interesting to me because I did see a lot of content and the marketing behind the 25th anniversary of Sopranos is so genius that it was an aha moment when I saw that you had written this in the doc. I was like, wow, that's actually incredible. Like it would just work so well with the timing. Mm -hmm. It's funny though, because there's so many, I, I grew up in Long Island. So for me, it's, it's a lot of, it was a Long Island, ex, like it's Italian culture. Yeah. It's Long Island, you know, it's Italian American, New York. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So for me, what's confusing are these phases, like clean girl, mob wife, like what's next? And also like, why do they have to be trends? Well, this is what one of the critiques is that I saw was that they are essentially saying people who are consuming this content and reproducing these looks oftentimes first of all are very there's a lot of I, I get a lot of videos that are like talking about consumer culture and there's this constant these constant cycles of consumption and in order right. to keep the consumption going you need to constantly invent new, new aesthetics trend. to right that makes sense reproduce right and so right. cottage cottage core was one of them mm -hmm. um, um granny what was that um 
I thought oh, that coastal was granny. Coastal grandma. Yeah, right, it's naming. Grandma. They're just naming all these. They're trends. just naming them. It's right. a it's a marketing technique. Yeah, of course. I the thing that gets me about this is the fur coats, and I'm looking for like Peta to get involved. I'm looking for someone to take that angle of being like we can't wear fur coats, the animals. But so far, I haven't seen that, which is surprising. But I'm probably not on that side of TikTok. Even if you aren't. And I think this goes back to Devil Wears Prada. You know the scene in the Devil Wears Prada where Miranda Presley, Meryl Streep, is it Miranda Presley? Miranda, like, um, starts yelling at Anne Hathaway's character Mm -hmm. about, like, you think you're so above all of this. You think you have nothing to do with this. Look at your shirt. Your shirt is cerulean blue. And then, like, goes through the entire trajectory of how cerulean blue made it from the runways to like the tj maxx racks right <laughs> wow <laughs> and yeah so, so even though you or i are not it's true very into following the fashions or whatever i still am yeah. now wearing a claw clip or i'm still now parting right, my hair right. down the middle because you're sort of like inceptioned into I mean I've been parting my hair down the middle for a long time yeah the makeup thing like changing the makeup from the clean girl aesthetic to the bob wife aesthetic is the complete opposite too so it's like the heavy makeup Mm -hmm. versus the clean so I don't really wear makeup so it doesn't affect me but you still will find yourself subtly following trends or micro trends yeah even if you are not mentally invested in being on trend our most on trend friend i would say is ashley friend of the pod correct she's been doing the clean girl aesthetic for a while now Mm -hmm. she did she's really good at doing the slick back bun she is she's tried to teach me and i just you know in one ear out the other i've never even tried to do it i think if i saw you in a slick back bun i would (laughs) pee myself laughing I have to try it Please one day, but now, it. see, now it's out. So I, what? You it's know, not I, out. I, it's just okay. I it's a sub. I, I think it's not out fully, but who knows? I could be wrong. But you know what? I don't care. That's what. We'll <laughs> wait, move on. wait. I just have one more thing to say about the slick back bun. I have tried to do it, and I think it's so difficult to both part your hair and then also put it up high. My hair doesn't want to do that. Well, it's not for everyone. That's the thing. Yeah. So back to yes. I don't care. <laughs> Dina doesn't care. Moving on. Let's talk about Moving TikTok on. drama. Okay. The TikTok drama is from a company called Kite Baby. Now, I saw a very deranged video come across my For You page, and it's by the founder of Kite Baby. And it's this crazy apology video. I'll play a little of the audio here. Okay, I'm going to do this. So... I just posted a official apology on TikTok and the comments were right. It was scripted. I memorized it. I, I just basically just read it. It wasn't sincere. And I've decided to go off script and just tell you exactly what happened. I've been thinking about what went wrong. And I think sincerely what went wrong was how we treated Marissa and I was the one that made the decision to veto her request to go remote um, while she has to stay in the queue to take care of her adopted uh, baby. And when I think back, this was a terrible decision. I was insensitive, selfish. 
So this video immediately gets me to search, like, what is this drama? What's going on? And the long and short of it is Kite Baby is a baby company that sells swaddles. And one of their employees adopted a baby who was in the NICU and wanted said said she'd work remotely, just wanted a, you know some time off. And Kite Baby was like, no, like you need to be here. You need to work. And the Internet found out it's obviously not a good look for the company Kite Baby. So the founder that did a scripted video posted on all the socials that got so much backlash. She then posted this unhinged video <laughs> and that also is getting so much backlash. It's just, you know, she needs like some crisis management PR, but also in this day and age, like you cannot deny a mother pay when she's trying to take care of a baby in the NICU. And there should be no distinction of adopted baby or not, period. And that's what Kite Baby was saying. Oh, like, you know, if just because you didn't give birth, like, no, it's still your baby. So this is not going to bode well for Kite Baby. That's that's a disaster. I, I didn't see this specific um, remote work or back to office type drama, but I did see the other one going around, which is the parent company of WebMD. This has been on TikTok mm. a lot. The parent company of WebMD posted this video publicly. It's like on their Vimeo page. And it's a back, basically explaining why it's a return to office video. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny and so just like awkward corporate video where all of these different VPs and senior managers are being recorded in front of green screens saying like you have to come back to the office so that similar to this has been getting a lot of hate on on TikTok and a lot of discourse causing a lot of discourse on TikTok do you have a return to office demand at your job I do. I have to work in the office on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So three days a week, and I can't decide which days. It's Mm. mandatory. And everyone's there those days? Well, it's supposed to be that way, yes. But my question is more, is it that they alternate who's there when? or No, no, it's a small company, so it's just like everyone should be there those days, all staff. Do you like being in the office or working at home? I thrive working from home. I love working from home. I think the perfect thing for me personally would be two days a week and I would get to choose the days or one day a week and I would get to choose the day. But um, yeah, three set days. uh, It's not my favorite. I got to be honest. Yeah. I currently do not have to be on campus at all because I am not teaching this semester. No, oh, that's and so nice. It's Small so school. nice. It's the first time that I've had a semester leave from teaching since I became a professor. And very nice, but also now I have all of this unstructured time. So I don't desire to be teaching or to be in person mm-hmm. or anything, but I do need to learn what to do with my unstructured, how to structure my unstructured time, essentially. I have faith that you will learn quickly and you will thrive. Thank you. I need to focus on changing into real pants, even if they're leggings. No, no, no. This is what TikTok taught me, actually. Sometimes if you need a boost to get things done and feel like, you know, you have to work, put shoes on. 
I always wear shoes. I always wear ufus. You, I, right. Okay. So, uh, but maybe put on your sneakers. I don't want to wear my sneakers inside the house. That's dirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just forget. Forget it. Forget it. I was trying to help. Forget I appreciate it. But I do. It. I appreciate I'm it. currently wearing my ufus and I, it's, we're Same. recording on a Monday, so I'm not in the office and I've worn sweatpants and sweat, you know. I actually, for this recording, took off my pajama shirt and oh, put on a new that's shirt. nice. So... I think that's important. I think I need to change yeah. out of my pajamas. Well, you know what has gotten me into my routine is training for marathons. So running, I have a very, very um, explicit run. Yes, regimented run schedule. Are you so still training Monday, for a marathon? I run. No, no, I am going to do a half marathon in April. Okay, but so and every. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I run. And every Thursday, I work out. So that helps a lot. Yes, I think I, I'm i going to be working on this. I have a writing group. Our listeners don't care about my schedule. They care about TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, getting back to TikTok, what is the drama you see, Catalina? Mine is a combo drama slash audio, which is the song trend, I Think I Like This Little Life. Have you seen videos with this song trend? I haven't. Please explain it. I I haven't seen this at all. So it's this acoustic song by a singer-songwriter named Cordelia. She says, I think I like this little life as a line in the song. I think I like this little life. This little life. I think I like this little life. So what people started doing was like posting moments of their everyday lives and to that Mm. song, just to this whole like romanticize the everyday type attitude that is popular on TikTok. So apparently this creator who is, her name is Taylor and her at is at Paretay, P-A-R-E-T-A-Y. She's like a model or an ex-model who posts a lot about her experiences like being really involved in New York City nightlife. She actually went to NYU as well. Everyone went to NYU. Um, <laughs> but she posted a video basically being like, the I think you like I like this little life trend is not for Nepo babies. I just saw a girl who is the daughter of a famous actor post I think I like this little life and the video was of her on a private jet. <laughs> 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 and but then the girl is Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Oh. Who, didn't she go to NYU? Kelsey Grammer's no, daughter? No, Kiefer Sutherland's daughter went to NYU. Yes, Kiefer, yes, yes. Yes. And graduated the same year. Yeah, she lived above us in Third North. Oh. Um, I so did the person that. whose dad owned kettle chips. Fun fact. Wow. I know. Didn't know either of these people, but I knew about them. Neither anyway, so I guess it was Kelsey Grammer's daughter And then people got, like, really, like, figured it out because everyone on the internet is a detective. And they started, like, sending her death threats. (gasps) Just terrible. People need to calm the fuck down. People need to calm the fuck down. Like, I understand, like, eat the rich, whatever. But, like, let's stop sending people death threats on the internet. Agreed. I'm just reminded by one of my favorite things 
Nepo Babies was um, Sofia Coppola's daughter posted mm-hmm. about not being allowed to use her credit card and like paying for a private jet. And the way she did it was so over the top and funny that the yes. whole internet applauded her for it. Yes, yes. So it's so, there's such that line where if you're not funny or you're not likable or self-aware in any way or self-aware exactly then you get the death threats where it's like getting applauded of like this is hilarious we love to see that side of life right but yeah okay well I don't know Kelsey Grammer's daughter but leave her alone leave Kelsey Grammer's daughter (laughs) I mean yeah I think that you're clearly super tone deaf if you're posting a video of you on a private jet saying I think I like this little life for sure or like when death threats when Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott posted their like his and hers jet pictures Mm. shit like that it's just like can we not let's not but anyway so that is the combo audio trend slash drama is Kelsey Grammer's, is this Camille Grammer's daughter? Because Camille Grammer was on The Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, I assume so. Uh, no, her da- her no, mom's name is Barry Buckner. Okay, I don't know. Makeup artist. But that just reminded me because Sonia Morgan, who's a real Housewives of New York, her daughter is now blowing up on TikTok and posting really great videos. And again, she comes from huge privilege. She's a Morgan, like the banker family. Mm-hmm. But the internet is loving her because she's self-aware. She's posting cute videos with her mom. And I forget what she does, but she does like these day in our life, but she's not flaunting off wealth and she's very self-aware about it. Um, so the internet's loving her and I am too. I think her name is Quincy Morgan. Yes, her name is Quincy Morgan. Quincy so check Morgan. out Quincy Morgan. All right. The interesting thing about Quincy was that she never appeared on The Real Housewives of New York. So she's in private. And now that she's on the internet, the Housewives fans are like loving seeing her. I don't know anything about that because I am not really a Housewives watcher. You're not in the Bravo universe. I mean, I am. I'm in the Vanderpump universe. Right. That's the gateway drug these days for Bravo. Okay, well, last but not least, we have a New York City TikTok. This video is so viral. It's by at the Blackman family, and it's a little girl going around New York City for the first time. Mama, I don't like hearing you yell. Why? Because there's a lot of rubbish. You said it's pretty. Oh, there's a little rubbish everywhere. Look at all the stuff on the floor. So many people here. Mama, I don't like you This video is so great because she's so lovable and her accent's amazing. Like yes. when you say rubbish as a little girl yes. with that accent, it's <laughs> the best thing ever. And she's right. Like on my street yesterday, I looked down my street. There is so much trash. And when I was in Scotland, I look around. There is not trash on the streets in Europe, even in Argentina, like in Buenos Aires. Not a lot There's of trash. trash. There's not, not the like same. In New York. There's not the same. Well, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of the trash in New York City? It's not municipal. The mayor? No, it's private companies. It's what? It's contracts with private oh, companies. Right. Well, oh, that's like where the mafia comes in. So, <laughs> speaking of mob wife, so Sometimes, trash yeah. removal NYC, is it public? <laughs> um, well, okay, I think it's our taxpayers go to 
trash removal. Yes, but but so then this it's is, contracted out. This yeah. is yes. So this is this is neoliberalism. It oh, is gosh. private entities. I mean, I'm just guessing. Right. I don't actually know about waste removal in New York City, but my guess is that it is a it's private contracts. Is my guess. Um, so there's probably there's the Department of Sanitation. I need to I need right. to investigate this a little bit more. All this to say, it, there's something going on with the the processes of waste removal in New York City, um, in difference to the processes of waste removal in Europe these or other countries, countries yeah. with very different uh, political systems. Well, we just made a cute video, just boring as hell, by talking about neoliberalism. So, good job, us. I can ruin anything! <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I think that's a great place to end it. Actually, it's Europe still... is also neoliberal, so you know. Okay, enough. <laughs> We're going to end now. I need to research this more. <laughs> we'll get back next week, but it's so nice to have you back, Catalina. I'm happy to be and here. I hope this has been great. Yeah. Thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe, and thanks for listening. Thank you.